Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hello, and welcome to the Connection Loop podcast. I'm Shannon from Dub, and I'm here with Matt Wolf. Uh, and you're the founder of of tickets of uh, sorry tickettimemachine.com. And let's just let's just jump into it. First of all, let's give give a bio of, of what you do, um, and then we'll get into some questions here on the Connection Loop podcast. Yeah, Th- thanks, Shannon. Uh, Matt Wolf, I am the founder and CEO of Ticket Time Machine. We're an entertainment company that specializes in commemorative products and keeping the printed memory alive. It's a phys- actual physical keepsake. We're essentially selling memories. Uh, no event is too small to commemorate, and you never know what event is going to be a memorable experience for you until after it's done, or maybe many years later. So uh, great to be here. I appreciate the time. Awesome. Yeah. Let's just jump into it. I mean, you're you're. There's so many things that well, here in the connect, we we talk a lot about like how do you maximize growth for a company through connections and reaching out. Um, so you're, you're, a, you're in business, you're a CEO. Let's just go over like, what are your top three growth strategies that are specifically related to, to reaching out to people and connecting with people? So for me, LinkedIn is number one. It's, it's been crazy good since the pandemic. And actually, basically, since I went all in on the business and I turned my LinkedIn over from my previous job to my company, and I was never very active in it. I had about 600 people and you know, maybe a hundred of them were in the sports and entertainment world. And now I'm close to 5,000 and then it's a great network of sports and entertainment and tech, um, high level people, just people with great experience. And so LinkedIn is really, and I've been leveraging LinkedIn for my connecting and networking. I've been all I do. I have my own show. I try and do as many shows like this as I can do. I'm now on clubhouse uh, I'm all over the place, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, just, just getting visibility, getting my brand out there. Everything I do is brand. So I have my phone, that's Ticket Time Machine. I have my, my iPad covers, Ticket Time Machine. Um, but it's, you know, I would say LinkedIn is the be- has been the best for me. And then, you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of organizations are doing webinars. And so I'm just joining them and, and talking to people in the chat and, um Really, if I go on a webinar and there's no chat feature, I, I turn it off because if I can't interact with the people that are there, it's not really that valuable to me. Most of the time, I'm, there's information I could find elsewhere. I'm just watching someone's video. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in uh, two-way relationships so where I can talk to people and not just, hey, text me at this number and I'll send you some bullshit. Oh, sorry. Some BS cliche. <laughs> some BS cliche stuff. Just so I can have you as a follower and, and count you as, as in my network. Well, you're not in my network, right? I'm just a follower of yours. So I, I like to do everything organically. And um, for me, it's the only way to go. I sent out holiday cards and or emails and messages on LinkedIn and via email. Every single one of them was me literally putting the email in. I did some copy and pasting because I, you know, I didn't want to kill my hands, but they were all, they were all personalized. And um, I think that's the way to go, especially when you're young, uh, you, you know, you're a startup and you're young. That's the way to earn trust from people, 
not send a canned email, which everyone knows is a canned email. I don't care if you put my name in there six times. I know that you didn't write that email. So um, I'm a big believer in organic. And then, yeah, LinkedIn, uh, th that's been the best for me. Yeah. LinkedIn, LinkedIn's awesome. I mean, and, and th so that's, that's all like just posting, getting content out there, growth through, through, through essentially getting, getting followers and getting viewers. Um, is there any specific strategy? Like, gosh, I mean, th that is, that's it. How long has it taken you to build up those, those platforms? Cause when you say LinkedIn, um, as, as a, as an answer for, for growth, um, I, I think, wow, that, that's amazing that you've been able to do that. Like props to you for doing that because that's a long, could be in many cases, a long journey. I mean, I guess for some, it could happen quicker, but what are some tips for people who are trying to build their, their growth via LinkedIn? Um, do you have any strategies from your experience? Yeah. I mean, you just have to be active. It's like, consider it like a dating app. If you've ever been on a dating app, if you only go on once a week, your profile is not going to show up in, in front of a lot of people. No one's going to really know you're there. You need to log on every day. You need to post content, you know, even if it's sharing others. And then you need to engage. And you have to, need to engage in something that's not just posting congrats. You want to engage with people to where they're going to reply to you. Because in the social media world, especially with LinkedIn, every time someone clicks like, comment, share, um, it has the ability for their whole network to see what you're doing. And so if I have a great network of 5,000 people, right? And you have a great network of 5,000 people. Now you click like on mine. Now all of your 5,000 people can see my stuff. Possibly. It's not guaranteed that they will. And then their five, those 5,000 people can click like. And so it just, you, you see how you can get to that reach quickly as opposed to, Hey, I have a million followers on Instagram and I post something and a million people could see it. And that's good too. You know, I, I hope to have a million followers at one point. I certainly would never buy them. I need to have the right followers. Uh, it's a it's a it's a phrase I like to say when I talk to other people like, you know, I'm talking to the right people here, but I'm not talking to the right person. So you really want to be be sure that the network that you have is the network that you want. And sometimes you can't control that on Twitter and Instagram, but in LinkedIn you can, right? So you know that's what I I would say. And right now I'm really B two B. I'm not actually even acquiring customers. I'm just acquiring interest in what I'm doing. And that would hopefully want them to say, Hey, you know what? I know this guy here. I think he would be great for it. And I just got a call before I came on here from someone that I met on clubhouse and then had a conversation with and He sent an email to someone who's doing an event and she just called me and says, Hey, I'd love to hear more about what you're doing. So, you know, I think, you know, just keep doing stuff, be active. And I think you'll get where you need to go. By no means do I have any following on Twitter or Instagram. I'm, I have like 200, and it, that's a struggle for me. But it'll come. It's not my best platform. LinkedIn is by far my best platform. And then I'm a big believer in 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 lifting people up and celebrating and sharing. So we have a, an event next week that we're doing called Open to Work. It's a free event. We have a great panel of people who are sharing jobs and profiles all day, every day on LinkedIn, and it doesn't even benefit them. And so it's next Wednesday. If you look me up on LinkedIn or any of my platforms, you'll find it. So we're encouraging people who are looking to work, people who are actually sharing jobs, people who are hiring, people who know someone who's looking for work, people who might not be that happy about their job. They're not quite looking for work yet, but they want to find out what else is out there. And there's a good chance to interact. Again, the chat will be open. We'll bring some people's comments up on the board. 
And um, it's just going to be like a big love fest for helping people get back to work and networking. And maybe it's a job fair. I guarantee you that someone who tunes into this is going to connect with someone who's going to give them their next job. That's awesome. Wow. So I, I, would you say you're an ex? Because I, I have to loop in your company, Ticket Time Machine, which is all about souvenir tickets. And I mean, I got the, the collecting. So is that, is that, you know, the souvenir collecting world is in a way really about networks of people, right? That, that brings the value to it because whether it's an event or, or some kind of thing that happens around that ticket, it's, it's this galvanizing moment that brings people together. And then they save that in the form of this ticket, this memory. Um, that's so powerful in a way that networking is central to that. So I mean, I mean, I'm assuming that's why you're, you're kind of an expert in this, in, in this space or, or, you know, of course we're always still learning, but, yeah. but I'd love to, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you do with, with ticket time machine and, and start, you know, explore that a little bit and how, 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 you know, things you've learned as you've, as you've grown your company. Absolutely. So I, I started in the ticket printing world. I worked for a company that actually printed the, the, you know, the shell stock that people use. And I was there for a while and it was great. And then I left and I went and I eventually was selling anti-money laundering solutions um, at a company called LexisNexis Risk Solutions. A very good company, did very well there. But one day I'm at a Marlins game and Edinson Volquez throws a no-hitter and I have a mobile ticket and I collect my ticket. So uh, strangely enough, they announced over the box office, over the loudspeaker, come to the box office if you want a commemorative ticket. And so I said, this is great. I went, not a ton of people there, but uh, there was a line. I get up to the front. I say, this is awesome. Thanks for doing this. Can you put Edinson Volquez no hitter on it? And they said, no, we can't. And I know they can because I've been in the business. And so that's how Ticket Time Machine was born. Uh, it's crazy how many times people say they can't when they really mean they won't. And um, I think that's, you know, and for me, I started Ticket Time Machine. Now I was working uh, full time and this was just an idea. I started to the process, built a website, incorporated and, you know, doing research and connecting, changing over. And then uh, end of last year, I said, look, I got to do this full time if I'm going to I got to go all in. And so I did that. April 1 was my last day at LexisNexis. And since April of last year, I was um, all in. And this, this is my thing. I turned my LinkedIn over. I started making calls and emails and setting up meetings all over the phone and virtually emailing and uh, joining calls and just get anywhere I can go to say who I was. And I'm sure I, it annoyed some people, but I had to get my name out there. I want, I want to be known as a thought leader and a subject matter expert. That's what I would like to do. And I don't want to be an influencer. And I, I'm going to have some articles and some clubhouse room stuff about, you know, influencers. I don't want to be an influencer. I just want, again, I want to be a thought leader. I want to be someone and I don't equate the two because, you know, Jennifer on Instagram, who's got 3 million followers because whatever reason she has it, I don't really care what she thinks about uh, politics or, you know, the ticketing world and not necessarily, and maybe she does have something of value to, to, to share because of that. So I wouldn't dismiss her just because she's that, but I'm not going to listen. It's like the Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model. Like he's not a role model just because he's a basketball player, but there are plenty of professional athletes that are role models and they should be role models. And then there's people who don't aspire to be role models, and that's fine. They don't know anything to anyone. But we need to identify the difference between thought leaders and who, what's an actual influencer. Um, you know, if you look at the word influence, there's nothing that states that that's a positive thing, right? So why do we call them influencers? I mean, maybe they're bad influence, right? But they're still an influencer. So, you know, that's some of the sort of things that I'd like to 
to talk about and kind of get out there. So the people understand that you, you shouldn't just follow someone because they have 3 million followers and because they don't care about you. They really don't. It, the text things, they're not going to come and engage. I had a, a conversation on LinkedIn with someone who's very well known, post some, not a conversation. He posts something, I replied, and then I got a sea of people all on top of me for it. But the person who posted it didn't come into the conversation once to talk about it. So uh, back to the question, I know I went on a tangent here. Um, I want to be a thought leader and a subject matter expert. I want to help people. And I, you know, I didn't, I, I'm still far away from where I need to go, but I didn't get anywhere near I am now without a lot of help from a lot of people. And so count me as someone who wants to help other people take that next step. And some of those people are doing better than I am right now and I can still help them. And some of them, some of those people I can't help at all, but they can help me. Um, it doesn't always have to be a two-way, although you like to have the, the, the dialogue two ways. But maybe I can help you and you can't help me. It's possible. And what is and what is Ticket Time Machine? I'm so curious. Like, tell us a little yeah. bit about you know well, how you've learned some of these things. So Ticket Time Machine is a commemorative ticket company. And so we do uh, tickets here. You see, we have animated tickets. This was for an online event with no uh, no fans. We customize and personalize it. You could push data and content through QR codes. Um, this is a, a a shell ticket that we had that was Ticket Time Machine stock. And I have a printer that's right here that you can't see that you can put whatever you want on it, customize it and personalize it. This is a ticket that I wow. did for my wedding. So we have animated tickets where you rotate images and we have animated tickets where you have video on there. Uh, we're, we're in the wedding space where we can do this as a party favor, an actual invitation, a, uh, a menu card. And it's, it's very comparable pricing wise to whatever else you're paying for the invitations and we know that because we went through the process of trying to buy wedding invitations. This was a party favor for us. It could be a save the date. We have magnets. We have, uh, this is from an, a uh, someone I work with. He's a fan artist. His name is Kyler Smith. And he does great, really cool stuff. You should check out his website. Do you know what movie this is from? I No, I do not. But these are some really dynamic. I mean, for the audio listeners, if you're listening on audio, these are some really dynamic tickets that I, I've never seen tickets like this before there. Well, some of them have that, th that the, oh, yeah. right. So that's a poster, but, but, um, but some of them have that 3d effect. Cause we, we have this as an audio po podcast as well. So okay. just to describe mm -hmm. them, um, there's a 3d effect as, as you move it back and forth, you can see different images on the tickets. They're very dynamic tickets. So this um, is from so, yeah, this is awesome. America, which has a sequel coming out. This is the McDowell's the, have you seen coming to America? No, no, I haven't. Oh, no, you gotta go see it. Oh yeah. Okay. Is that is that a classic? Tell Ruben that you're after this. You're yeah. You don't want to show any of these comments coming in. Do you see them? <laughs> I think I oh, said no. the word buy followers, and now we're getting all kinds of spam. Oh people. yeah. There's there's all yeah. We always yeah. A, a little bit of spam. Um, we can we can we can ignore that. As yeah, we know, that's with fine. The so coming to America is a classic. It's really just a funny movie, and they're coming out with a second one soon. Gosh. Um, but yeah, I gotta I gotta watch it. Eddie Murphy. It's like it was what he did before he did the Nutty Professor, where he played him and Arsenio Hall play like five people each, and they're just it, it's you got to watch it. Absolutely. Well, I want to I want to get to another another question because you know this I, again keeping to the topic the, of the Connection Loop podcast, which is um, very focused on like tips and tricks for reaching out, you know, strategies that you've learned as as someone in business. Um, we're fifteen minutes in. If 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 you have time, maybe we could have a few more questions. I have um, uh, as much time as you need. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, I mean, so I mean, we were just talking about your company, Ticket Time Machine. Um, but but is there is there anything that is, especially with video because we're we're a video company, so we we love to like ex explore like tips and tricks that that people in the in you know in in the in the networking space in the business space have learned, especially regarding video. So is there anything that you've you've like especially with with social media? Have you tried using video on social media? Um, and what have the struggles been? Because we want to we want to like learn about that. Um, and also, and also, kind of talk about maybe ways that you know we can we can streamline that because we you know we I don't know. There's personally we're all at our company. We're all about sending one on one to one videos that are actionable, right? Just sending that that actionable video instead of an email, instead of a text message. But of course, on the social media space, it's about one to many, and there's so many. That's when there's so much complexity that, that comes in in terms of like, well, what do you what do you say when you're trying to reach everyone? You know, when I'm when I'm talking to one person, I know what to say. I'm trying to like get you know either either follow up on something, get a result, or reach out. But when you're talking to to you know to a whole bunch of people, there, there's you know so many other things. And actually, you brought this up with the with the whole thing of like influencers and and um, and you had some really interesting thoughts on that earlier in the podcast. Um, so I think I, I, I'd like to expand on that in terms of like um, what what is there a role to play in different platforms? Because you you mentioned LinkedIn Absolutely. is specifically good. What's the difference? Because we see we see like, for example, stories feature will be copied off on different platforms or different platforms will roll out similar features. Now Clubhouse, you know, Twitter might actually copy the Clubhouse feature and then call it Twitter Spaces. In fact, I mean, they're, they are doing this. They're going to roll it out soon. Um, and, you know, of course, in Facebook, there's a big news story about Facebook is now copying Clubhouse as well, which they're I guess this isn't really surprising. Probably. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I probably think, they, I mean, they would. Well, if you're on Clubhouse, there's two social media platforms that you can link to. One is Twitter and one's Instagram. Now, for me, yeah. I would love to have my LinkedIn there as a one-click, but it's not. LinkedIn is my best platform, and there's no communication on link on Clubhouse. So, it, you know, you have to exchange information by go, joining and becoming a follower with them on Instagram, which, again, it doesn't do me much good if you follow me on Instagram as far as communicating with me. I, don't get me wrong. I want as many followers following me on Instagram. So come follow Ticket Time Machine on Instagram. We have some great content. But that's not the best way to get in touch with me and interact with me. I'll answer any message I get there, and I'll answer any comment I get on there. Twitter is much better for interaction because you can interact you know, and answer. You could send gifts, and it's a much more, it's a much cleaner way to engage in conversation. I can't do that on Instagram. And uh, But also, I have no idea if someone's going to read it. Like, you know, if you're not connected with me yeah. and you're, you know, it's all about the check mark. There's no check marks on LinkedIn, right? So no one is any better than someone else is a check mark. And there is, you know, the influencer, the check marks talk to check marks and they respond to check marks, but no one else. Unless uh, maybe if they think it's going to help them, I, I have no idea. And then you go viral. And, yeah, yeah. And I want to ask about virtual events specifically because, you know, it, because you're you're in that space and using these different platforms, like you know, there there's linked. You just there's different uses for each platform. But how do you how do you combine all of them to 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 pull something off like a virtual event? If you're if you're trying to do that, do you create a, your own website for this, or, or how do you go how, go about doing that? Or what, what would your recommendation what about be? creating an event? Yeah, if you're trying to to create a virtual event. Um, leveraging these platforms, because I mean, now I mean, there's just a reality that there's not, and you're you're in the tick, you're in the physical ticketing space. That now there's like this, it, not a lot of physical events going on anymore. 
So I imagine virtual events are, and I guess there are, there's more and more, and, and, and hopefully soon we can get back to it. Um, and there's some great progress being made, but there's still that that reality that there's, and, and I think that'll that'll still exist for, for a long time, like this idea that we can connect more easily over digital and we can get so much done, like virtual events could be so awesome. Um, so how have you how have you moved into that space? And well, so here's a here's a we did with uh, Dimitri and Eleanor at Music Tectonics. Uh, they're a company called Rock Paper Scissors, a PR company in the music space, and they had a conference online. It was virtual, if you can see that it says online, and we did an actual name badge that they customized and personalized with the name and the company with a QR code to push some content, and they mailed this out to the attendees. So there is, you know, these most of the way, if you want to do a, a, an event, you should find a platform. There are a ton of platforms. You can do it on Zoom, but there's some downsides to doing something on Zoom. So there's a lot of platforms out there. Ticket Time Machine is going to be involved in a virtual platform for events also. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, video is great, right? Because if I'm on audio here and you just said if you're just listening to this on audio, you can't see the stuff that I'm showing. Right. So, you know, Ticket Time Machine is a very visual yeah. company. But even aside from that, I just like the video. It just it's you know, you feel more comfortable when you're talking to someone and you see their face. And so, you know, I think the vi I've gotten video messages and I think they're clever. But I've also gotten video messages that I understand they're sending it to 100 people. Like it doesn't say my yeah. name. It doesn't say, you know, anything that is personal about it. And so for that, I'm like, yeah, you didn't just take some time to say hi to me. You sent this out. And I, I there's a, someone yeah. over in Ireland who I, who I'm, I connected with and she sends me voice messages and I like them, you know, but it's, it's not any better if you, than if you send me a message. So it just really depends. Um, there's no rule book for anything like this. And I know people, they've hit the algorithm and there's no rule book in sales. There's no rule book in, Instagram, what works for you might not work. I agree. So, you know, I started and said, everyone said, well, put different content on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram because, you know, you might have the same people and they don't want, they're not going to keep wanting to follow you on all three platforms if it's the same. And I started out doing that, but now, look, I, I'll be honest, I don't have time to do a different one. So I do a lot of the same right now. When I have a social media person, I'm going to tell them do something different or do multiple stuff. Because there's certain things that translate better in Instagram and some things that translate better in Twitter and some things that translate better in LinkedIn. I have a TikTok account. I, I have like four videos on it. I, it's not for me because I don't. I just don't have the time. Yeah, TikTok's food. awesome. Yeah, but if you go to my TikTok account, I have one video, my first video ever that I did there, a second. It's hilarious. I wish I could come yeah. up with something like that every day or every week. You take a look at it. It's funny as hell. Um, but you know, I need someone to, to probably take that up. So I would say content is most important, right? If you can do video, sure. That's great. I have LinkedIn live, but I only do a show. So I don't just go on and, and do uh, LinkedIn live just to say, Hey, here's, I'm here for 10 minutes, which could be effective. Right. But, um, I know I've had people on my show, people like Jesse Cole of the Savannah bananas. He does a one minute video every day or often and he's walking around in his yellow tux and he gives you one minute of advice and it's great follow jesse on linkedin and all of his thing his one minute it's a video great steven jergella who is uh the, the, the founder of same here ceo eric cussons the founder of same here which is a global mental health movement but steven jergella uh, on linkedin does a one minute 
thing too. It's video. He goes on for one minute. It can be very effective. A one-minute video one-to-one can be very effective. But, you know, just because this one worked doesn't mean the next one's going to work. Or just because it worked for you. So it's just about experimenting because really what do you have to lose? That's a yeah, that's awesome. What you said, there's two things you said. The first thing that was interesting to me was the, don't follow the rules. I hear so many rules about social media. And I think that's a great, that's a great insight of like you don't always have to follow the rules. There's things you can do. Like if you have to do the 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 adapted workflow where you post the same thing on on all the social channels, that's great. And the second thing you said that I really want to touch on, especially in the context of of the connection loop podcast. Um, is the idea that you have to make it personalized when you're reaching out, like the personalized, you know, you said that that was the difference between between looking, you know, looking at a message, if it was a personalized video, or even a, if it was, it was an email, and you could tell that it was a personalized text that, written email, then, yeah, then it would stand out to you. I reply to every email I get, every message I get. And I operate with yeah. essentially a clean inbox. And, you know, so I, I look at that, but instantly I can tell if someone had did, if it's a canned message and it doesn't mean that I won't reply to them, but being genuine, being authentic to me is one of the most important things because, you know, I'm selling a brand ticket time machine, but ticket time machine is me. So I'm selling myself at this point. So if you can trust me and understand that I'm looking to help you and that I want to help you. And I'm not just throwing stuff at the wall. And don't get me wrong. You have to throw stuff at the wall sometimes. But there's still a better way to do it. And so I think, and it doesn't mean you can't be effective. I, there's a lot of used car salesmen out there and in all industries that are very effective and very wealthy and very successful. They measure success in different ways. And some people, they can't see through this stuff. But I think if you do it genuine and authentic, that you'll get more response and I think people will want to talk to you more. And then as you talk to them, they'll see that that's really you. And then they'll want to help you more. Um, and that's how you grow your brand, I think. And, and just have positive things. Like I got a uh, an Back email. Back to basics, right? Yeah. I got an email from someone who is on Shark Tank. And I'm not going to mention any names. But oh, wow. it, it's I got a lot of messages from this person. And after I signed up for something, that was overkill. Like, hey, we just want to see this. And I'm like, you don't need to send me eight emails for this. And then one of the yeah. emails said, you, know, you can sell that they use that can thing. And I, I never expect to have a personal message from this person. But it said, blah, 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 Matt. How you doing, Matt? And then on the next email, it said, blah, 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 first dot name. So there was a glitch, right? Mm -hmm. But even if it didn't, and it kept saying Matt throughout the email, I, mean, I don't think that you wrote it. It's not going to give you any yeah. advantage me it's the content that matters and you might be able to have a gimmick to get someone's attention but th that gimmick is only going to get their attention now you have to figure out what do i do with their attention how do i give value to them or create or create value for them and so the video is great but again it's only going to get my attention you have to you have to be good at so many things and that's why some yeah. people farm that stuff out like hey i'm not good at video but i want to have someone else do the video and then I'll have someone else do the social media. That's why there are people who focus on this thing. It's very difficult to do all of it, um, even if you yeah. have the time. But I, but yeah, so but so more so much. I mean, now I, I feel like there is there's like a shift happening where because people have like phones in their pockets and webcams that people are now able to to make it a lot easier. Like I don't, know, I'm I'm a video editor myself. Like and so I 
I spend sometimes so long making a video, but so, but then I'll, I'll make a video with my phone and I'll send it out and it'll be more effective than a video that I spent like hours on. So it's interesting how sometimes like the production of a video doesn't always, um, yeah, it doesn't always equal. And, that, and that's back to like the kind of the following uh, the rules thing. And and also kind of I, I, as kind of I, I quickly mentioned there, it's like it's back to basics, which is what you're saying, which I, I really resonate with. It's like you don't have to overthink things. It's like just be very um, in touch with with who you are and like realize that people can see through whatever sort of manipulation or or, or like goal that you have in mind. I mean, it's not always a manipulation. Maybe that's like the, the harsher way to say it. But I think often we're trying to we're trying to get to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes it is. And, and you're trying to get to a goal. It's not so easy for people to be themselves, for one, because it's just not easy to do sometimes. But I think it's, it's possible. It's, it's possible, like, possible. yeah, yeah. Now, now I will <laughs> you tell just you. have to like practice and practice. Just like I don't know, it, it's it's almost like a grounding moment. But sorry, go go ahead. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. I am in sales. I've been sales a long time. I'm I my company. I obviously have to sell. Yeah. But I I'm not afraid to ask you for something the first time I I talk to you. I'm okay with that because I don't need you to sit here and chit chat with me. Unless I genuinely want to chit chat, and unless you genuinely want to chit chat, then fine. Let's have a let's go get a drink or have, set up a call, and we'll talk. But you don't have to say, "Hey, how's it going? How how you doing?" You know, let's set up a call, and then we'll start our relationship by getting to know each other and trying to figure out. Tell me what you want to do. Tell I'll tell you what I need to do. Like life is too short to sit here and try and waste three days of emails back and forth, and then ask because you know the ask is yeah. coming, right? It's coming. Otherwise, why are we talking to each other? Somebody always wants something or they want to, if, I, if you just genuinely want to help someone. But, you know, like if I say, hey, I want to, I, I want to tell you about my, uh, I want to tell you about my new, the open to work thing. Or I want you to tell you about this organization that helps other people. Or I want to do this. So I'm okay to chit chat. But the rule is say, don't just ask for something on the first time. Well, I don't have time to, to do that. And if that's, a, if that's not okay with you, that's fine, but I don't have a problem. The one thing I do believe in is the golden rule is very big with me. So I'm not expecting anything from anyone that I'm not giving in return. So if you want to pitch me on the first one, go right ahead. If you're relevant to what I'm doing, I'm going to listen. I'll give you the time. If you're telling, trying to sell me Bitcoin on LinkedIn, I'm probably going to tell you no and probably take some time to maybe teach you a lesson. Like when you start saying, hi, how are you? And I'll be like, hey, how are you? How's your week going? My week is great. How's your week going? And then 10 minutes later, do you know about Bitcoin? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to invest in anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, gosh, there's so much, so much to, to think about, especially with, with this topic, but um, I, I guess we'll have to wrap, wrap this up somewhere, but I thank you so much for joining um, the connection loop podcast. I mean, I would do want to want to say a few things that, that stood out to me is like, just being first like grounded within yourself, um, uh, able to able to understand that everyone else is just um, well, we're all we're all we're all just, we're all kind of taking each other on face value. So you don't have to like go through these loops and, and these try, trying to go through these like things that will just waste each other's time. Like let's let's all just save each other's time um, and, and jump to that end value. So I, I feel like I've learned I've learned several things from this conversation. So, so yeah, genuinely, much. thank you, yeah, thank you for joining the podcast. We're all human beings trying to make our life a little bit better. The people we care about a little bit better. Some people want to make the world a little bit better. And so if we just try and work within each other 
And there's some people you'll never be allowed able to work with. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. But you know, you can only control yourself. So if you do that, and I do that, and they do that, there's going to be enough people to to do enough good, and and that's a good place to start. So I appreciate the time. Uh, happy to talk uh, about anything we talked about uh, in further detail. I'm about as accessible a person as you'll ever meet. You can go to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Clubhouse, Facebook, email. My my information's not hard to find and I reply to everybody. So um, if you need help, if you can help me, let's talk. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining the Connection Loop podcast. Um, I'm Shannon from dub.com and I'll see everyone another time. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.